We like when something is dynamic. We don't want an empire franchise. We want something that's early stage. So it really is about truly knowing who we are as business owners and then understanding through due diligence who that franchise system is and to see if indeed we are compatible because it goes back to what you said a little bit ago. Welcome to the Infinite Franchisee Show, where every franchisee meets infinite possibilities. Here, you will discover the executive level strategies needed to overcome the overwhelm, concentrate on explosive growth activities, and capture the life of your dreams with me, April Porter. I am an attorney, a former award-winning multi-unit franchisee, and a number one international best-selling author on a mission to help franchisees achieve infinite success. Hello, and welcome back to the Infinite Franchisee Show. We have a treat for you today. We are meeting with Rebecca Monet, who is the CEO and chief scientist, yes, chief scientist of Zoracle Profiles. And I cannot wait for her to share with you what Zoracle is and why it requires a mind like hers to create it and to unveil it to help the franchising industry as a whole. Welcome, Rebecca. I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation with you, April. Oh, me too. You're such a wealth of knowledge in the franchising industry. And I have to say, I don't think enough people know to tap into what you bring to the table. So I am thrilled that you decided to join us here and give us an opportunity to really spread the word about the genius that you have and that you have put out in the world for everybody else's benefit. So... You know, it's it's interesting. I don't consider myself a genius, but what I am really good at is taking the work of others, the genius of others, the research of others, the constructs of other scientists, and looking at it in a new and an unusual way and combining all these widgets into something unique. So I'm really more of a, a an amalgamation, right? Or someone, is there an actual term for that? Uh, I'm an amalgamator. <laughs> that pulls these different sciences together under a single a single tool. But having been now in the world of franchising almost 30 years, I have an incredible passion uh, for this industry and the lives that it has changed when people make smart decisions mm-hmm. and smart investments. Well, 100%. And that's what I love talking to you about is that There's so many little facets of franchising, but even just if we boil it down to that early due diligence phase and that early decision-making phase that franchisees go through when they're deciding to invest everything, let's be honest, not just their, you know, money, but it's their lives that they're investing into the franchise. There's a lot of little pieces in there that people tend to not think about. I, I think a lot of times so many people are so excited to to embark upon what they see as the American dream that it's everything's roses, right? And it's not that things aren't roses, but we need to be very logical and we need to be objective in some areas in order to make the best decision, you know, as you're embarking on that journey. And I think that's where you come into play. 
And so I know your tool can be used from many different directions, but I'd love to start with the way that your tool, well, first of all, share what your tool is. Let's start there. And then we'll talk about how it applies to the different people in the franchising world. Yeah. I wanted to kind of back up to what you said, though, because it's so true, April. It's the old idea that we can be attracted to some someone, something, in this case, a business. It doesn't necessarily mean it's right for us, right? We've had bad boyfriends, girlfriends <laughs> in the past, and what they want marriage material or whatever. And just, it's just a bad pair of jeans, Rebecca. <laughs> But they're not, they don't look so good on us, right? right? right. <laughs> kind of thing. So Zoracle is a profiling tool, a psychographic profiling tool that we provide to franchisors and franchise consultants, franchise brokers that helps facilitate a right fit between a prospective franchisee and a franchise concept. So we use I call it reverse engineering to kind of determine what causes someone to be compatible, what causes someone to be a good fit. And the way that we do that is franchisors uh, will ask us to do research on their current franchisees. So we assess as many of their franchisees as we possibly can to take a look at why some of them are like knocking it out of the park. They're superstars, right? They're they're making it happen. And then you got what we call the B players that are sort of, you know, they're good franchisees, but they really could take it up a notch if they want to. But we want to know why that's not happening. And then the what we call the low performers or the group C players that may not be a good fit. It's not them. It's not the franchise or there's something that makes them not a good fit. So they're not performing as well. So we look at the psychographic assessments and the markers within those to determine how those three groups are similar. And then, of course, how are they different? How is our A player different than our B player, than our C player? Why are some doing well and others not so well? What corollaries are there? What is causing, from a psychographic perspective, someone to perform differently, be retained longer, ramp up faster? What is causing that? That's what we are interested in at Zoracle. And ultimately, our goal is to help every prospective franchisee Determine what is a right fit for them. What is going to cause them to be successful in this business? What's going to have them be happy and content and grow a legacy for their children? What what is going to be a good fit and help our franchisors be selective with who they bring on board so they can avoid challenges down the road. So that's the ultimate goal with with Zorkle. I was looking the other day since doing this now for almost 30 years. We put about 40,000 people in business using uh, one form or another of our tools. And the key here is right fit franchisees, not just put them in business, but are they the right fit? Are they going to uh, ramp up well, perform well, retain well, follow the systems, be great brand ambassadors? Uh, That's what every franchisor is looking for. And every franchisee wants to know, can I build a great business? That's so, 
You're just speaking my language and it just hits me right in the heart. I'll tell you, because that is our dream for the whole franchising industry. And like you had mentioned earlier, you have your A, your B, and then your C players who are the the low, what did you call them? Low performers, right? Low performers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the low performers and it's the low performers, you know, it seems like every franchise out there has an A and a B and a C, right? And um, even the, like, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> Pause, pause, pause. We're going to edit out. It's Friday. <laughs> I know. It's late on a Friday. So so the low performers, they didn't get into the business to be low performers. They expected to be, you know, have just as much success as the highest performing franchisee. And so I love that you're able to put this tool into place that would help them really understand that they can take that potential that they have and apply it to possibly a different model or a different uh, franchise that runs their brand differently. And that would be the best way for them to knock it out of the park. That's exactly what it is, uh, April. It's about fit, right? It's about wearing the right size shoes to run that particular uh, race. So no one goes into a business saying, I want to fail, You know, I want to be part of the low performers. We all are choosing businesses because we want to do well and provide for our families and leave a legacy and to have a certain kind of lifestyle and control of our lives. So we don't go in wishing to succeed. It's usually a fit issue. It's not anything wrong with that perspective, franchisee or franchisee, or even with the systems and what the franchisors bring in the table, it's almost always a fit issue. We chose the wrong business for one reason or another. It's a, a business that doesn't exploit our skills. It's a business that is culturally not quite who we are. We don't feel quite comfortable in there. It's a business that is at a stage of growth that we're not comfortable in. It's a brand new franchise or that's dynamic and evolving and innovative and creative, but there's not enough systems. And we're one that needs a lot of systems or reverse, right? We're someone that is an out of box thinker and we like creativity and we don't like somebody breathing down our neck. We like when something is dynamic. We don't want an empire franchise. We want something that's early stage. So it really is about truly knowing who we are as business owners and then understanding through due diligence who that franchise system is and to see if indeed we are compatible. Because it goes back to what you said a little bit ago. We can be attracted to something for all the right reasons, right? It's glitzy, it's up and coming, it's, it looks like I can make a lot of money at it, but it's not a good fit. It's not a good fit for one reason or another. So we really do need to know ourselves and we need to know our fran- the franchise systems that we're uh, doing our due diligence on. Yeah, I agree 100%. I've, actually, some of the franchisees that we work with, you know, um, one of the reasons that we end up working with them is because they get in, they get to be like two years into the franchise and that newness wears off. And that's where the fatigue sets in, particularly if it's not the right fit, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I was willing to do this to get over the hump. But now that I've, that 
all that excitement has worn off, I'm realizing like, I don't want to have a business that's open seven days a week. That's not really my lifestyle. Right. And it could be something as simple as that, that, that they didn't think about in the beginning that mm-hmm. is causing them real pain points now, you know, one, two years in. The honeymoon phase is over, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> the honeymoon phase is over. Um, and yeah, why didn't we think about it? Why wasn't it pointed out? You know, it's so for most people, it's the first time they've bought a business. They don't know mm-hmm. what all they don't know, right? It's just, it's why, why am I exhausted? You know, coming from a behavioral scientist perspective, exhaustion comes from exerting more energy than the return on investment, right? I'm exhausted because I'm putting a lot of energy out and I'm not getting a lot in return. I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about satisfaction, talking about pleasure, talking about freedom. I'm talking about I'm making a difference that can keep me fueled up for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. So what's the ROI? I'm exhausted because I'm putting out energy and I'm not getting back what I was hoping I was going to get back. And I may not have even known exactly what I was looking for. So it really is a self-discovery process. And hopefully you have someone that comes alongside of you that helps you in that self-discovery process, because we don't know if we haven't run other businesses, we don't truly know what's perfect. I would love to talk for a few minutes about that compatibility factor that you were talking that you had mentioned. And I, because I think it's important, some of our listeners might be sitting there like, oh my gosh, I feel exhausted. Or I feel like, you know, I'm two years in and I don't really enjoy it the way that I enjoyed it for the first year. And, and not all hope is lost. (laughs) Um, Not all hope is lost. What we, what you can do at this point in time is evaluate the compatibility, like what has the franchisor brought to the table and what can you do to complement that? And if you start thinking in that way and taking actions for those complementary tasks, Mm -hmm. complementary actions, then you can completely change the trajectory of the franchising you're in right now. And we have talked about that a little bit off air, but I would love for you to kind of explain that compatibility factor and what that really means as far as complementary perspectives. Yeah. I look at it in two two parts. One, what's it going to take for someone to be compatible with an organization? And in our uh, tool, we say that there are four sciences that helps us determine that. First, of course, is do I share the values of that franchise organization. If I share the values, there's going to be harmony. There's going to be compatibility. There's going to be greater retention. We're going to make similar decisions. We're just going to like each other, right? right. The second is, do I fit within that franchisor's culture? I don't know about anybody else, but I had an experience in the past where I was with a large organization. It got sold. It got broken up. And new leadership came in and the culture dramatically changed. I went from loving what I was doing to being miserable with this new culture and with this new leadership. Was it them? Was it me? No, I just was no longer compatible uh, with that culture. So that's the second piece. Am I culturally a good fit within that organization? Does my personality fit within this organization? Are there others 
like me, that are performing well, and do I have a similar personality or work style? And then the final component from compatibility is stage of growth. Where's the stage of growth of that franchise organization? Are they early stage? Are they mid stage? Are they late stage? Uh, what are the challenges and crises they're going through? Where do I fit within that? I personally love innovation. I like when things are dynamic. I like putting the ducks in the row. I like chaos. I like organizing things. Others are like chaos. Oh, my gosh, I can't even think straight if I don't have. So they need something that's a little bit more. So those are the four, you know, fit within the values, fit within the culture, fit within the stage of growth, have similar personality that would cause compatibility. But the piece that you're highlighting is so important. And that's the the complementary competencies where I complement as a prospective franchisee, as a current franchisee, do I complement the franchisor from a skill sets perspective? If the franchisor is great at, let's say, research and development, they're always coming up with new products, new services, new market niches, new software, new ways of doing business. That's kind of what they're really good at. Maybe they're also great at inventory control and systems and operational efficiencies. This is great. What they're not great at is the sales and marketing. So you want to be complementary with that as a prospective franchisee. Do you have the sales and marketing skills? You don't want the franchisor doing what you're doing, and you don't want to do what the franchisor is supposed to be doing. You want to be a partnership where they complement you and you complement them. So you're going to be the face of the uh, marketplace. You're going to do the sales and marketing. You'll build the relationships. They're going to be out networking. You're going to be the hunter. You're going to be, uh, you know, the rainmaker. But the franchisor is going to do all that behind the scenes stuff that allows you to do what you do or vice versa. Right. Some franchisors that are very uh, large or have some great national accounts or marketing systems in place. They're not looking for a marketing person. They're looking for someone very strong in HR and training and great at managing uh, people and managing budgets and managing schedules and managing uh, inventory. It's more of a management uh, business. So you've got to know, again, how how do you complement or don't uh, a franchise or what are they bringing to the table in terms of skills and attributes? And then what do you have? The two should make a whole. Right. That way you always, as a franchisee, are an appreciative and in awe of what a franchisor is bringing. You could never do that, nor should you do that. And vice versa, they have a respect for what you are doing in the local marketplace and what you're bringing to the table. You're true partners in that sense. Yeah, I love that. And um, I think that it's important to note, too, as far as realistic expectations coming into a franchise, that there are certain things a franchisor actually can't teach you or, you know, mentor you on. And in those areas, like you have to bring it to the table, such mm-hmm. as legal HR. Those are just a couple of examples. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, if you're, if you're listening to this today and you're like, ah, I'm not sure if I compliment, if my skills complement, it's okay. It's more about knowing what complementary skills you need 
to mm -hmm. have that successful partnership with your franchisor, because you can go always go out and get skills. You can go out and learn in those areas as long as you're aware of it. I think a lot of people where they where the relationship between franchisee and franchisor starts to break down is there's not that understanding. And then the franchisee mm -hmm. gets angry because they're like, you're supposed to be giving this to me. Like, you know, this is what I signed up for. And there's not that realization of, well, well, hold, hold on. <laughs> we got to both bring stuff to the table, right? Yeah. So I, love, I love that your tool really works to prevent that from happening. That's that's definitely the goal, uh, April. And your points are so, so well uh, made in that we have to manage our own expectations. We are now franchisees, business owners, which means we have a whole lot more responsibilities than maybe as successful corporate executives or, or things we've done in the past. And the role that the franchisor plays is more of a, a partner role, right? Uh, it is not, you know, an organization that's going to solve all of your problems. You are running your own business within a structure that um, hopefully is proven and will allow you to get where you want to go more uh, quickly. But it's still ultimately your responsibility to know that you're a good fit and the franchisor's responsibility to screen you in a way that you have the highest likelihood of feeling comfortable within that organization. 100%. So for, for our listeners out there who are thinking about becoming, well, let's, let's talk about another, um, let's talk about another avenue that you have used your, um, tool that you've used Oracle in to really help the franchising industry, which is with prospective franchisors, right? Oh, I love this. I love this. So can you, can you explain how it could help someone who's deciding to take their independent business and moving it into being a franchise, uh, how it could help that person before or even in the early stages of that process? Well, and a lot of this is your, in your area of expertise and you've seen it again and again, where someone who's absolutely brilliant and created a wonderful business may even have a location or two and they've great built this great reputation within their local marketplace and someone swoops in and says you know what you should turn this into a franchise right this is a great idea mm -hmm. and so they decide oh Franchising, that's, yeah, let's do it, right? And they go about creating a franchise out of this beautiful idea they have. And they forget, we all do, right? We get caught up in the vision and the excitement of it all, that running a business, a local market, location-based business in particular, is different than being a franchisor, being a business owner versus being a franchisor completely different sets of, of skills and mindsets, right? You're now helping others build their business. Not everybody is wired to be a franchisor. It's just not, right? It's kind of the old, you know, when you think about phenomenal salespeople, and they get promoted to being managers, and they're directing other salespeople. Not only 
will they move into this manager role and be miserable, right? Because they love selling, but they'll fail at that particular role because it's not who they are. They love getting their hands dirty, getting people across the line, persuading, casting a vision. They're salespeople. They're not managers, of people. And that's probably not an apple for apple comparison, but most of us have seen that situation. And it's the same when you're considering taking a business and turning it into a franchise, you have to ask yourself, do I have what it takes to be a franchisor and then move forward? If the answer is yes, then move forward with what needs to be done to put the ducks in the row for that. And let's be honest, it's not a when we when we need to ask ourselves, do I have what it takes? It's not a measurement of am I enough? Am I worthy of being a franchisor? That's not really the point. The mm-hmm. point is, if it is not in alignment with how you want to show up every day, both in your profession and in your life, you're not going to be happy and no one working with you is going to be happy. We've all had those bosses, right? No one's going to be happy. Yeah. So, um, so your point is so well taken and so needed. And I don't think that people at that stage really even know that something like Zoracle exists and is out there and could help them whether like consider all of those things that probably aren't being considered right now. Yeah. And they should be aware. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Aware. <laughs> That's what we're doing here. We're going to make them aware. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny as you were talking, uh, April, it reminds me several months back, I was working with a consultant who was working with an emerging franchise or brilliant individual, great concept. She was exhausted. She was worn out. Uh, she was struggling to get it to the next level, and yet it was just this brilliant concept. And I, uh, the consultant asked me to run an assessment on this uh, emerging franchisor and review the assessment with her. And as we're reviewing the assessment and we're looking at emotional and social intelligence markers, team building, conflict management, decision making strategies, strategic thinking, all of those kinds of uh, things, initiative, drive, all of those kinds of things. She was so talented, so gifted, so innovative, so out of the box thinking uh, towards the end. I said, can I speak bluntly, right? with you. And she goes, of course. I said, I don't think you're wired to be a franchisor. I said, I think you've got a brilliant idea and I think you can sell it and someone will be able to take your concept and your idea to the next level. I would recommend selling the intellectual property rights and doing something of that. And I got to tell you, April, you could just watch this franchisor's whole body language change. It was like, finally, someone told me the truth. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh, so it's not me. I'm just not wired to be in this role. I'm wired to be in the create and innovate role. I'm not a manager of process. I'm not a manager of details. I'm a creator. Put, let me be a creator. And, and sure enough, that's ultimately what happened. Um, and 
you know, the franchisor who uh, was so much happier and, and able to step into her true power by recognizing there were certain things she was not going to enjoy, was not going to bring fulfillment and was not highest and best use of her talent. She would be get caught up in the mire of things and all this creativity would be dampened, which is not what we wanted. I love that story. I do. I just love that story because it's such, you know what, it's almost got that twist. It's almost like a movie with a twist at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have this franchisor and I can just see the movie scene now where you're there reading the results and all the results are telling you, oh, this person shouldn't be a franchisor, right? And like everybody's like feeling full of anxiety that you're going to tell her that and how's it going to go over. But in that moment, it's so empowering to her. It's just empowering to her because you actually gave her a pathway to the life that she had envisioned. Yes. Because I'm sure that she won, wanted to impact a lot of people with her innovation. And that was a big goal of hers. She wanted to make some money. Everybody wants to make money. There ain't nothing wrong with mm-hmm. it. Right. And then she probably had dreams for her life, for, for a sense of freedom that this, that the scaling of this idea would bring her. And had she gotten into that franchise, she would have not experienced any of that freedom and her and her income would have probably been stunted because she wouldn't have had the skills to grow it at that franchise or level either. I agree. I, I just think it's amazing. I agree. And she would have been exhausted. And, oh, she would have been and it would have affected her self-esteem and she would have felt off purpose. And now she's on purpose. Now she's able to step into her true power. And someone else could step up into the role that is required for a franchise or in this case, more of an operational role, which was not her skill sets. And they can now take her ideas and go to the next level more so than she could have if she would have tried to do it on her own. Oh, 100%. That's a beautiful story. I'm so glad you shared that with us. So for all those people who are out there saying right now, like, wow, this is amazing. This is amazing. You know, like as franchise, as a franchisor, I'd love to get my candidates taking the Zoracle um, assessment. As someone considering a franchise, I'd like to be able to take that Zoracle assessment, right? Or like someone who wants to, who's thinking about becoming a franchisor, how is it that people can, can get their hands on this and actually take the assessment and find out the results? So you can go directly to our website, zoracleprofiles.com. You can take the assessment yourself, see who you are, get some feedback about yourself. You can reach out to me directly at rebecca at zoracle.net. And we can show you the various tools that are available depending on what role you're playing. Um, So that's probably the best way. And of course, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, You know, that's a great way to connect also. That's great. Well, thank you for taking the time, spending it with us, Rebecca, your wealth of knowledge. I'm sure this will not be the last time that we have you as a guest. We'll find more things to talk about in the franchising world. And maybe next time we'll get into some fun stuff outside of franchising too. But, uh, yeah, but thank you so much. And for all of you watching, as you know, we are on a mission to change the franchising industry to make it so that everything is compatible and complementary without throughout the whole industry. But ultimately, 
we're trying to bring you to infinite success. And we're so excited that Zoracle is just one more tool to get you there. We'll see you next week right here at the Infinite Franchisee Show. Do you love the Infinite Franchisee Show? I'd love to hear from you. Take 60 seconds and leave a review of the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. It is such a small thing that can help so many other franchisees and entrepreneurs find us. And then they can discover infinite possibilities too. Thanks for tuning in today. Until next time, remember, there are infinite opportunities to grow your business and reach the sanity, wealth, and gratitude you deserve. So don't ever settle for anything less than infinite success.